Comebackers and listeners abroad, you're listening to the riveting revival of the Little Mystery Cornhole Pageant. Yes, that's right. Ten long years and many Azerite crystals later, we're back on the hallowed stage of showmanship. Comebackers, thank you so much for joining us today. I am, of course, your mayor, Manny McDermott. I am both blessed and bloated to be providing commentary on this historic event along with my friends and fellow public stewards. Fellas? And I'm superintendent and coroner, Baby Smith Jones Johnson. And I'm so darn excited to be here that I didn't sleep at all last night. And I am wearing around my neck the golden incisor of former Little Miss Cornhole, Jamie Jameson. And I'm historian and fire chief Gil Gilman. Uh, I've been stretching for the past four hours just to commentate this, uh, and I'm expecting that my jaw will be doing a lot of work, but not as much as our contestants out there uh, on the field. So good luck to them. Comebackers, you are here at the opening ceremony. Please join us in welcoming our pageant judges, Agatha Smith-Jones-Johnson and the three witnesses, as well as our wonderful contenders as they... Oh my, they appear to be coming in flaming carriages on a ski lift. Incredible. Coming in for tonight's ceremony. So coming in first, boys, we have Agatha Smith-Jones-Johnson. And um, frankly, I don't even know how to begin to describe this outfit. Baby, I assume you helped her get dressed. What is this? I did. Uh, This uh, garment is actually uh, crafted from 200 pounds of uh, Ethiopian agates, Uh, and as you can see, uh, the train and the veil each extend well beyond 50 feet. Incredible, and carrying, sorry, go ahead, Gil. She really looks beautiful out there, is all I was going to say. You know, there's a certain majesty about her, I would say an aura even. Um, It could just be my eyes, but it seems to be a sort of a glowing, a dark fog. Well, speaking of dark fog, right behind her carrying that heavy train are the three witnesses, all in black, shadows over their masks. But there's something else going on here. There's a little bit of a, uh, I think there's some onyx or some uh, some slate. Something is shining on the this black facade. Um, but mostly I'm interested in those platform shoes. Uh, baby, are those from cobblers and such? Uh, they are from cobblers and such. Uh, in fact... They interred Linda Graybill's body, and those platforms are built from her bones. My God. Well, and here we have our final four, Nadia Corona, Lulu Wildo, Louis Went, and baby James Sampson. Uh, fellas, what are we seeing here? This display, this entrance, it's dramatic. Um, explain it to those listening who can't see this incredible, incredible sight. Well, that's pretty easy to describe, uh, Manny, uh, for anyone who has seen the popular children's show Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends. Of course, paying tribute to that classic public broadcast, uh, public broadcast uh, all of our contestants in the final four have decided to uh, come dressed as uh, their favorite uh, engine. So, so, of course, we have uh, Nadia Corona there in the orange representing James. Mm. Uh, we have Percy uh, being portrayed by uh, Lulu Wildo. Uh, uh, Louis Went or Louis Went, of course, is uh, there as Thomas himself, 
And, and baby it, it looks like baby baby James Sampson was a bit confused, and he appears to be dressed as a piston engine rather than a tank engine. Do you think that'll count against him, or is this all sort of, you know, outside of the bounds of the competition? Well, the opening ceremonies, uh, they are very interpretive. Um, usually, the judges like the contestants to adhere strictly to the aesthetic that they have established, uh, but it is open for interpretation. And I certainly learned the hard way that, uh, you know, when you uh, are in uh, contention to become Little Miss Cornhole, uh, you are always being judged. So um, I, I would say, yeah, that definitely could play uh, against him. Oh, golly. Well, what an amazing display of train history, both in terms of dresses and in terms of some of our favorite I, I especially like the way that they are just flipping, just, you know, flipping back and forth and back and forth. They seem oh, not to be progressing. Um, yeah, just... Well, the original idea was for them all to fall down from the ceiling and sort of splat on stage. Uh, but the tank engines tested better with our focus groups. Well, and, you know, they are going through this human tunnel as we speak. Um, you know, people b joining hands and wrists to make this human tunnel. And I'm told this is a this is a charity, a, a charity thing. So who, who are these kids forming this human tunnel? Uh, why are they here? Um, who, who's being honored? Uh, well, the human uh, hand tunnel is being formed to uh, raise awareness for the charity, uh, Children Without Hands Who Cannot Form Human Tunnels. It's oh. a good cause. They've raised $25 so far. Well, <clears throat> much like that charity's bank account will be after tonight, I am still uh, delicately bloated. Um, and now, please stand as our Grand Marshal and Little Miss Cornhole Emeritus, Sally Jane Sampson, brings our opening ceremony to a close with the Cornhole Anthem. Hey, Cornholes. Are you ready? I thought so. Let's drop this beat and make it nasty. I am a cornhole through and through. If you're not a cornhole, then I hate you. On my pretty head sits the cornhole crown. Think you can beat me? You're a cornhole clown. Jump and sweat till you than that anthem are my abdominal walls and sweetly bloated guts touching each other right now. Um, Gil, I, I know that the opening of the competition has to be very bittersweet for many comebackers, uh, you included. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Gil, maybe you could take this opportunity to explain why you are no longer in the running, uh, as well as any other infractions that the Cornhole hopefuls should look out for. Uh, yeah, well, um, it, it, it's a bit of a shameful uh, subject for me to talk about, but I, I guess it's important for me to first apologize. Uh, I, I never meant it to get that uh, heated, uh, to go that far. Mm. Um, and, and, of course, I am referring to, uh, you know, the, the toasted nuts that mm -hmm. I was throwing at um, 
at Lulu Wildo uh, because I, I knew she had that allergy. Uh, wow. it, it, that wasn't polite. I, she was just such a big uh, competition to me. Um, and uh, well, it does I say right in the rules that uh, any projectiles are game and legal. You can throw bricks, you can throw rocks, you can throw glass, but you specifically cannot throw roasted nuts. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly that. And um, I mean, frankly, I think it was probably my only chance. Lulu was going to take me out in the next round, uh, regardless of whether or not I had been disqualified. Um, but, that, but those aren't the only rules. Those aren't the only ways you can get disqualified. There are, are a number of ways, frankly, that um, a competitor can get tossed out of the Little Miss Cornfall competition. And it, it happens many times. Um, I think one, perhaps one that we all know and uh, saw on display uh, earlier in the week um, was uh, people who don't know the difference between two by fours and five by sixes. Mm. Uh, if you don't understand those ratios, um, and I'm not just talking about wood, uh, but if you can't tell the difference between those two things, uh, immediate disqualification. I think that uh, were it possible for me to enter, that the hardest and strictest rule for me to abide by is that from the moment you register, you are no longer allowed to ever cut your fingernails. And as you both know, I cut my fingernails three to eight times a day. Mm. That's where the, all those clippings are coming from. Uh, and also, Gil, I know that, I know that your act against Lulu was, um, you know, to coin a phrase, the, the nuts that broke the camel's back. But there were, of course, other demerits that you received at the beginning of that bake-off round. Uh, so I'm wondering if you can maybe take us into what was going through your mind. Um, so at the very beginning, uh, for example, with the live bird and the cake, I think that might be a good place to start. Well, it's, I, I think that was less of a disqualification and, and more of a misinterpretation uh, on my part of what was being asked of me. Um, they asked for a, a bird pastry. Um, they wanted the pastry to be shaped like a bird or to include chicken, turkey, some kind of fowl. Uh, I, however, had uh, ordered a cake um, and specifically had it delivered by, uh, you know, carrier pigeon. Um, and because I had not baked the cake, uh, it did not count in my favor. Um, so that was certainly a problem. Uh, there was also, of course, you know, it, it, they say that I, I think a lot of Little Miss Cornhole contestants are very wary, and it's easy for them to avoid it. Um, but, you know, once you are an official contestant within sort of the top 16, uh, you're no longer allowed to drive any vehicles. And, you know, that's, of course, particularly difficult to me. I have that, you know, electric bicycle. I didn't think that was considered a vehicle, uh, but apparently because I enclosed it in that mm. uh, large umbrella, it counted. So, yep, uh, they are. They're very strict uh, with uh, what constitutes a vehicle. Uh, believe it or not, even if you are sitting in a rolly chair and uh, you scoot yourself forward and say "choo-choo" uh, like a train, believe it or not, that counts as a vehicle. And there you have it. Oh, oh! And now it looks like the witnesses are doing the traditional synchronized swimming routine in the pit of snakes. It really is a sight to behold, which means that without further ado, fellas, Little Miss Cornhole has begun. Oh my gosh, I just can't even contain my excitement. Uh, uh, if I start sweating, uh, please let my doctor know. Uh, he said after the surgery that sweating is definitely a medical liability. 
And speaking of bodily fluids, Gil, there is a puddle forming uh, around your shoes. Is, is that excitement? Is that nervousness? Regret? Uh, it's a little bit of blood, Manny. Yeah, mm. I, actually, I actually cut my, uh, both my Achilles heel. Uh, oh, my God. And, uh, on the way up here. And also, metaphorically speaking, in the competition. Uh, one of the other things that, of course, disqualified me uh, was that they found my, my one weakness, which is that, you know, I just want to make everyone happy. Um, and, and the competition was to say, uh, at least that round, um, was to say mean things to people, mm. something that I've never been able to do, and I think my, my uh, recorded record uh, shows that that's the case. Um, so, so and yeah, having, I, a, having a weakness it's, itself is uh, an infraction of the rules. The rules specifically state that you must have no vulnerabilities. Yeah, exactly so. Well... With that in mind, we obviously have four incredible competitors who are about to embark on an insane competition. We're near the end. We're near the crowning of the next Little Mystery Cornhole. But before we get to the the first round of our semifinals, we're going to take a little break. On the other side of this break, join us for Little Miss Cornhole Round 1, Nadia Corona versus Lulu Wildo. From the streaming service that brought you the Elmy Award-winning The Mystery of Miss Tree comes a new sitcom sure to have you barking with laughter. Birch Tits, starring Jeremy Piven as Dad, features a dysfunctional family of tufted titmouses who have come to realize that all of their tit houses are haunted. And folks, these tree ghosts are hilarious. Voiced by Jennifer Coolidge, Forrest Whitaker, and Toasty from Flavor of Love, the tree ghosts engage in a series of pranks, all in an attempt to bring together this family of self-serious titmouses. Gil, baby, we all binged birch tits this weekend. Which scenes had you laughing? Uh, well, I really loved the scene where, uh... The tits hired the little mouse medium uh, to come and perform a seance played by none other than Gwyneth Maustro. Uh, but my mother told me that the seance was very inaccurate. I was, you know, you know, cutting it up the entire time just like anyone else. But I also found uh, parts of it very touching, particularly when they brought uh, that parody of the popular Sesame Street cartoon or Muppet uh, Elm O, as it was called in this one, and he just had those enormous knockers in either hand, and he was just twirling them back and forth, and, and the sides were just banging against each other and making all that racket, uh, and, and yet it still sort of made that uh, beautiful music. Well, speaking of sides banging against each other, your sides will be splitting, so make sure you check out Birch Tits, now streaming on YouTube. That's Y-E-W-Tube. And we thank them for sponsoring this special coverage of the Little Miss Cornhole competition. Welcome back, comebackers. We are here with our special coverage of the Little Miss Cornhole Pageant. We are so close to some to getting down and dirty, getting into the competition with this final four. Uh, Gil, baby, what are we about to see or hear for the listeners at home? What is, what's about to happen? 
So round one will be Nadia Corona versus Lulu Wildo uh, in the category of beauty contest and freestyle dance. Uh, now, uh, a few statistics about each of the competitors. Uh, Lulu Wildo uh, did dominate the competition uh, when it came to most nipples pierced. Uh, however, uh, Nadia did show her up during the uh, speed farting part of the competition. It's true, but I think both uh, contestants have uh, a pretty strong chance here. Uh, Nadia, of course, was uh, Baby's favorite uh, after the preliminary rounds, um, mm -hmm. whereas Lulu was sort of one of my biggest competitions uh, besides Baby James Hansen. Uh, so I think they both got a chance here. Um, I think it's also worth noting that Lulu uh, was uh, really involved in the uh, reinvention of Little Miss Cornhole this time. Uh, you may remember that she actually was one of the first commenters uh, uh, on um, Baby's social media post uh, about the competition, mm -hmm. suggesting that it be um, largely focused on the competitor's ability to make uh, sarcastic cat-based comics. Um, and, of course, that showing uh, really helped her out in the competition where uh, she needed to make uh, Marmaduke-style costumes um, for several of the town's hogs. Uh, and, uh, you know, she, she really took that one home. Yeah, uh, Lulu's strengths are really in her convictions to the traditions of Little Miss Cornhole. Uh, whereas Nadia, she has uh, broken from the molds and brought her own flavor uh, to this pageant. Uh, as you both tasted backstage, I thought it was delicious. And, and, and Nadia is, uh, uh, I guess... A bit of a dark horse um, in the sense that uh, uh, little is known about her. You know, I, I think we all recognize her and uh, find her familiar, but she really looks like somebody else that I feel like I've known for a while, and, uh, but I can't place it. Um, but uh, she, she's definitely a Yalkenbecker, and uh, yeah, her convictions, and uh, uh, like Lulu, and her strengths uh, have been on display here. Uh, I, I think she's got a really good chance to win this, but uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's still a bit of a toss-up in this uh, beauty contest slash freestyle dance. Uh, now, Manny, something that um, I find very interesting is that though this segment is called Beauty Contest, uh, the two competitors must uh, embody uh, the virtues of beauty without using their face. Ooh, well, I'm excited to see what that looks like. It looks as if they are arriving on the stage as we speak and you're right there is ab it's as if a spell has been cast i can't even see their faces but these these outfits these movements um this simultaneous dancing and strutting um if i could paint a picture it looks as if nadia corona has hit the stage doing um something of a of a crump style dance while also kind of gliding across the stage if you can imagine um, all while uh, rocking um, what appear to be Zubaz pants. Yeah, you know, as Baby mentioned, the, um, the masks that they are wearing are meant to uh, sort of completely remove their face from any possibility of uh, swaying the judges, uh, and that's why they are both wearing exact replicas of uh, actor Tim Blake Nelson's face. Uh, now, there are some ways I think that um, Lulu is really complementing that face uh, with uh, both her outfit and dance. You know, I think that the hawk feathers that she's placed uh, in both of her ears 
uh, does an interesting way with the sort of the browns and blacks to uh, highlight the, some of Tim Blake Nelson's better features. Um, and of course, you know, who, who can say anything bad about the Macarena? Uh, a, a bit of uh, Miss Cornhole trivia and history. The freestyle dance segment of the competition actually evolved uh, from its predecessor, the Ants in My Pants dance, uh, where historically competitors would be forced to put uh, a large handful of fire ants into their undergarments. Well, I think Lulu is clearly taking inspiration from that history, baby, because as we speak, as you were going over that history, there was a shift, and she now appears to be doing sort of an interpretive, um, sort of like those windsock people at a car dealership, and these motions, are they're both fluid and disconcerting, and I, I am... I'm very intrigued. Oh, I'm sorry, but Manny. No, I'm. I hate. I hate to cut you off. No, I believe listeners at home. I do not believe that this is a dance. I. I believe that. Yeah, it, the judges are waving now. Lulu has disjointed her spine from her hip. Oh my god! Uh, she, she is. She is flailing about because she is completely limp from the top up. Uh, it, it is such a, a blessing and a miracle that. Uh, you took that uh, Morse code hand signal class with uh, my mother, Gil, and you were able to get all of that information so quickly. Yeah, uh, Agatha and I really have a perfect way of, you know, just tapping on things with our hands and then hearing them from great distances since she is many yards away. Um, uh, fortunately, also for Lulu, uh, it, it does not seem that this is disqualifying her. She's uh, keeping a strong face, or maybe that's just Tim Blake Nelson's, and uh, it's uh, working through it. Um, but it looks like Nadia is coming back up here with something of her own. I do worry uh, for Lulu, though, that um, she may have a few points uh, docked. Uh, it does say clearly in the rule book uh, that if your performance is icky in any sort of way, that's a 10-point penalty. Well, Nadia has just, you know, come to the front of the stage. If you're listening and you can't see this... It appears as if Nadia is embracing a much slower dance style now. This is something very interpretive, very poetic. All while she has, oh my, she just ripped off her sleeves and revealed an outfit made entirely of tube socks uh, of multiple colors. What a, what a beautiful display. And after a rousing performance by both competitors, it looks like it is time for the scores. So, baby, for the people at home who maybe haven't seen a Little Miss Cornhole competition, we might have some youngins who wouldn't remember the last one. How does this work? How do the judges display their scores? What's the scale? Uh, what are we looking for? Uh, well, uh, it is scored on a scale from 1 to 10. However, uh, my mother and the witnesses uh, do not have any sort of marker boards or way to write this down. Instead, uh, they hold up a body part uh, that coincides with the number uh, so if you have a one, you have to hold up a body part that you only have one of. Uh, if they get a ten, they have to hold up a body part that they have ten of. Oh, and yes, as, as you say that, baby, I see that one of the witnesses is holding up a strand of hair. What score would that be? Oh, well, that is uh, the highest score that one can give. Uh, it is a holding lot, and that is how it is officially quantified. Wow. Oh, and conversely to that, it looks like another witness is showing the crowd her belly button. That is a one. Yeah, it, look, 
it looks like that injury uh, really did a number uh, to Lulu's score, uh, and it, it, she couldn't recover that from that, but hopefully she does recover from this injury as she is now being quickly uh, uh, uh to the um, to the hospital. And that means that Nadia Corona advances to the Little Miss Cornwall competition finals. This is incredibly exciting. Baby, you saw this coming months away that she was a favorite. And just look at her down there pumping her fists, so excited. Um, you can just tell the way her eyebrows curve that she is thrilled. Yeah, and I, uh, I really have to, uh, to give it to Nadia. I was not expecting her to bring an entire galvanized tub of buttermilk out onto the stage for her performance, but I think that it really gave her the edge that she clearly didn't even need. Yeah, it looks like she has a, a lot of other props down there, uh, a lot of um, various tubs and containers of different types of creams, ways, and, and, and curds. So yeah, it looks like she was ready to go for uh, certainly a lot of different circumstances, but uh, exactly, I, it's hard to say whether it was Lulu's injury or uh, if it was you know Nadia's stellar performance. But uh, yeah, she's she's has a very good chance of uh, you know within the next thirty minutes being the next Little Miss Cornhole. I guess you could say she was lactose when tolerant. No? Okay, well, congratulations to Nadia Corona. We are just minutes away from round two of the Little Miss Cornhole Competition semifinals featuring Baby James Sampson and Louie Went, an incredible matchup. They have very different strengths. We're excited to get into that, but before that, we have another generous sponsor of this special coverage. We'll see you on the other side of the break. This special coverage of the Little Miss Cornhole Competition is also brought to you by Bro Bro Butt Punches. Are you tired of using girly toilet paper and having your huge sausage fingers pierce each ply as you clean your behind? Or worse, are you stuck using those wipes your girlfriend bought at the mall? Did you hear that totally gay ad for enemas a few weeks ago? And think, damn, I'm stuck with these burrito-fueled dingleberries forever! Well, have no fear. A manly solution is here. Introducing Bro Bro Butt Punches. These heavy-duty Kevlar-laced wet wiping tools can survive any terrain, even your toxic tuchus on Taco Tuesday. Instead of those womanly squares, every Bro Bro Butt Punch is shaped like a fist, so you can slide it on like an ass-cleaning infinity gauntlet. And, in a snap, Leave your ass clean and smelling manly. Bro Bro Butt Punches come in five cents. Arctic Buffalo Hunter, Citrus Assassin, Bloody Pomegranate Knuckles, Oak Sapped in America, and Beef. Manny, Gil, I sent you each a crate of Bro Bro Butt Punches. Has it helped you reclaim your manhood? Well, baby, absolutely. Um, You know me, I am all about... Uh, hygiene and cleanliness, especially when it comes to my derriere. Uh, but I have never had something so powerful as the Bro Bro Butt Punch, something about uh, the fist shape and the citrus assassin uh, scent. Um, just leaves me feeling fresh and frankly, a little violated. And I kind of like it. Fistastic. Gil? 
Well, as everyone knows, the water in my toilet bowl is much higher than is normally recommended, so uh, a lot of that gets splashed up all of the, over the place. So I'm glad to have these BroBro Bro butt punch wipes uh, to help me clean everything. Uh, you know, even my little mm -hmm, uh, in the front sometimes needs to be wiped off, and these uh, fish-shaped uh, buffalo hunter-smelling wipes really do the trick. Well, no buts about it. Check out Bro Bro Butt Punches at brobutts.blogspot.com. We thank them for sponsoring this special coverage of Little Miss Cornhole. Welcome back, comebackers, to our special coverage of the Little Miss Cornhole competition. I am your mayor, Manny McDermott, alongside Gil Gilman and Baby Smith Jones Johnson. We just watched an incredible performance from Nadia Corona as she advances to the finals, and now the final semifinal match between Baby James Sampson and Louis Went, everyone's favorite donkey versus everyone's favorite baby. Uh, Gil, baby, what are we about to see? What's, this is a different. This is not the freestyle dance competition. What is this going to be about? It's true. The second uh, semifinal round is interpretive gardening. Uh, this was something that uh, our, our sort of the people that were re-envisioning Little Miss Cornhole were insistent on bringing back uh, it is uh, to make sure that all uh, uh, Little Miss Cornhole contestants really have that green thumb, that uh, eye for horticulture. And I think that uh, when we're talking, uh, aside from my garden, you know, Louis Went has a really good chance at, at uh, being a major contender here. Uh, he, the manure that he supplies alone has a chance to really... Uh, grow something that I could think could display a lot of emotion. Um, whereas, of course, baby James Sampson, uh, you know, he's got the pedigree, his mother, the longest reigning Little Miss Cornhole, uh, and uh, also, you know, seems to be really in touch with his emotions, as he does seem mm. to be crying currently. Uh, now, a bit about each of these competitors. Um, Louis, uh, recently, in a bit of infamy, was disqualified from competing in the big game uh, for being a donkey and not a horse. Uh, whereas sort of the only uh, thing of note to baby James is that recently he had his hand stuck in a drain. But of course there are no rules that say that a donkey can't uh, compete in Little Miss Cornhole, nor that an infant that had its hand stuck in a drain can't also uh, compete. And uh, oh, which oh, it seems is... to still be the case. Is Louis lighting up a cigarette? Oh, that is an instant oh disqualification. There is no smoking indoors. There is no tolerance for tobacco here. Uh, yeah, yeah. The one of the witnesses is running up on stage and is just smacking his, his muzzle. Uh, I and has given him. Yep, it does seem that uh, he has, Louis Wint has been given a red Hallmark card, uh, wow. apologizing. Uh, to him, but he, he's disqualified. Uh, that's the end of the round. What an absolutely bonkers way to enter the finals of Little Miss Cornhole. Louis went uh, a fan favorite, uh, a bit of an ass, but that's okay. And now he is disqualified. Um, this must be unprecedented. You know what they say. Cigarettes can ruin your life. Mm. Well, Gil, baby, there's some hoes in this house, but there won't be any interpretive gardening. So I guess it's time we get to the finals. Yeah, they just have to sweep up a little bit of soil here uh, off the main stage, and I believe we're going to uh, see uh, the final round uh, occur very soon, um, which we, we've talked about on our program. This is Y'all Come Back Before. Um, I think we're all excited to see it. 
Uh, and to think that we are just at this point, you know, minutes away from seeing a, a new Little Miss Cornhole for the first time in 10 years, uh, <clears throat> over 10 years, I, I'm, I couldn't be more excited. Well, while they uh, get the stage ready, um, listeners at home, you're going to hear a uh, Gill sound effect. Uh, and on the other side, we'll be here with the finals of Baby James Sampson versus Nadia Corona for the crown of Little Miss Cornhole 2021. Hello, comebackers, and welcome back to our live in the moment, but recorded for your later enjoyment coverage of Little Miss Cornhole. I am Mayor Manny McDermott, alongside my colleagues and tonight's color commentators, Baby Smith Jones Johnson and Gil Gilman. We are coming to you from the Honda Boot Auditorium here at Yolkenbach Community College. And my friends, this place is packed. Just listen to this crowd. Wow. Um, at last, we have reached the final event. Our two finalists, Baby James Sampson and Nadia Corona, stand poised to perform in their final competition of what has been an incredible resurrection of Little Miss Cornhole. But before they start, we do want to clear up a potentially expensive misunderstanding. A few weeks ago, you may have heard me mention that Little Miss Cornhole would feature a competition in which participants had to recite Maya Angelou's poetry. And especially since Manny mentioned Gil's documentary, Gil I Rise, Many of you understandably assumed that we meant Grammy-winning, Pulitzer-nominated global civil rights activist Maya Angelou. But you silly gooses, of course we didn't. We have too much respect for her, her estate, and copyright law to do that. That's right, we were actually talking about former Yalkenbeck poet laureate and noodle czar Maya Angelou. Uh, born Mia Angelou O, uh, this local poet wanted to escape the shadow of her aunt, Mamma Mia, and chart a new path. Uh, little did she know she'd enter another powerful woman's shadow, but uh, she did gain local fame for her iconic rhyming couplets, which often drew connections between the erotic trysts of her adulthood and the pasta twists that informed her early day-to-day -day life. And while, yes, Gil can recite all of the poetry of the more famous Maya Angelou, when Gil, no, 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 Gil can also recite all of the works of Yolkenbach poet Maya Angelou. Um, for example, Gil, why don't you let our listeners hear a few couplets from her most famous poem? Sorry, just checking the notes you gave me. Uh, yes, her poem, Send Noodles. Uh, of course, uh, I'll use my sensual voice. Whether nudes or noodles, angel hair, hangs Lucy limply in the air, not yet wet with sopping sauce, waiting for a tongue or toss. In warmth it loosens good to eat. I boiled, I toiled. Now find your seat. <sighs> you see, not only are her words beautiful, they are public domain and full of whole grain. And it's her words you will hear tonight as our Little Miss Cornhole competitors recite for their lives in this Maya Angelou poetry slam. So without further ado, and with that housekeeping out of the way, Gil, baby, what are you looking out for with tonight's competitors in this poetry slam? Well, I think uh, Baby Samson really has a lot to offer here. I've mentioned before uh, uh, Baby Samson's pedigree as being uh, the uh, son of a former Little Miss Cornhole himself. Uh, at the same time, I think something that might uh, work against him is his inability to speak uh, human English. Um, 
it's possible that he speaks another language. Uh, we're not really sure. I think the science is still out on what babies are speaking. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, uh, Mia uh, or Maya and Angel U does have a number of poems that are uh, more, I, I would say, uh, sort of scat uh, or you know, uh, sort of just gibberish. Um, so it's possible that uh, he'll choose one of those or surprise us. Oh well, I uh, I still think Nadia has this. Uh, in the bag. As you both know, Nadia famously underwent elective surgery to have her lips, her teeth, and the tip of her tongue dipped in silver uh, so that she could be uh, silver-tongued and quit-witted uh, when it comes to events uh, specifically like this poetry recitation. Uh, however, I do think that um, there is a bit of a liability here with her being illiterate. We do know that Nadia has otherwise, um, other than not learning how to read, she has otherwise been training for Little Miss Cornhole for years, uh, reportedly. Uh, whereas obviously baby Samson, you know, he's a, he's a little fella. He hasn't had a lot of time to train, but he has a lot, um, a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of talent. Um, so um, at last, it looks as if our finalists are on the stage, and it appears baby James Samson has won the coin toss and elected to go second Nadia Corona has taken center stage, so we will let the pasta poems begin. This poem is called, I Don't Need No Manicotti. For those listening to this later, you should know that Nadia is wearing a flowing gown. I can only describe the color scheme as a tricolor rotini motif, but most notable are her 11-inch stiletto heels. I don't need no manicotti. I wear this ring, my own and gaudy. I don't uh, it looks like Nadia no has selected one of Angel Lou's most controversial poems. It comes from her tortured tortellini period when she had been disinherited from Mamma Mia's restaurant fortune Pot and spurned by her steam lays waste to my mascara. Alone I taste my marinara. Tears streaming like the Irrawaddy. You know, my mother no used to manicotti. read this to herself before bed. I'd sneak into her doorway and listen. I irrigate my own crops, my body... I don't need no manicotti. It clearly stirred something in her, because all I can remember is her convulsing in her sheets, moaning, Manicotti, Manicotto. Weak men leave me dry and bored. I follow women who have swords. Oh, wow, Nadia is now juggling three flaming summer squashes. I follow those with words so bawdy I say, I don't need no manicotti. Who find revenge in food and waste? Who promise full stomachs but deliver a taste of your own medicine? Well, uh, after that breathtaking performance, baby James Sampson is crawling. Wow, now waddling to center stage. What a time for his first steps. Uh, Manny, Gil, uh, don't look now, but that brooch upon his little cardigan, it's no ordinary brooch. It's the brooch of the chosen child, a brooch only my mother can bestow. Is that? Yes, it's two anthropomorphic corn cobs crowning a child champion with the wreath of corn stalks. But why do they have butt cheeks? So they can clap, Manny. Their hands are full. I see. Well, uh, Baby James is about to begin. Let's, let's listen in. This poem is called A Wagon Now, 
A Wagon a Man. Treat. This is actually Angel Ooh's first published poem. Uh, it's been mistaken as a children's lullaby for years, which is probably why Baby James is reciting it. Uh, but it's actually uh, Maya Angelo's first foray into marijuana. Oh, a wagon, now you lift me high, out of body, out of time. I sprinkle you into my sauce and fly just like an owl. Baby, can I ask why you and the witnesses thought that Mia Angelou's poetry would be uh, appropriate for this competition? Cassiopeia decreed it so. Our hands were tied. Uh, much like Maya Angelou's hands were tied in her most infamous poem, Chicken Dom Ijon. My eyes get wet like Mawanawa. Yes, let's call it Mawanawa. A wagon, yes. A wagon, yes. You spill, I chill, we make a mess. Uh, yeah, the witnesses are clearly sing- signaling a favorite. Uh, I think this is Baby James's Together competition to win. Together with my kitchen friend, we roll the pasta and bum the end. <gasps> what a beautiful tribute. Um, sorry, baby, I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, Nadia, what is Nadia doing? She's taken the mic. She seems to be pulling at her eyebrow. <gasps> <gasps> Could it be... For the listeners at home, Nadia has removed what appears to be prosthetic eyebrows and revealed... Oh, well, it's, it's another set of eyebrows. That is not just any set of eyebrows. Those are clearly the McHarper family eyebrows. The time has come. You know me as Nadia Corona. You have seen my strength. You have seen the results of my training. But you don't know my story. I was born Nadia McHarper. I was but a small child ten years ago when this competition took my sister from me. When she was clogged and choked by your precious corn. The witnesses may have a favorite, but that's fine. I didn't come to win. I came to get to this moment. I came for revenge. Uh, It It looks like Nadia is also taking off her clothes. Uh... Her massively flowing dress, and uh, is that a bucket full of corn cobs? What could she possibly need that much corn for? Uh, 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 listeners at home, um, and I, I guess authorities, if you are listening, uh, it, uh, Nadia appears to be holding aloft several cobs of corn over her head and is uh, walking slowly but deliberately towards uh, baby Samson, who, whose mouth is open wide hey, in shock. Honey, I can force my baby to eat corn. Oh, and it looks now like Little Miss Cornhole Emeritus Sally Jane Sampson and both her boyfriend and husband, Phil, have jumped up to defend the baby. And my God, Sally Jane has taken her extensions to form something of a lasso and put it around Nadia's neck. This is insane. Oh, I'm sorry. Someone needs to... I understand there are lots of things going on right now, but someone needs to do something. There is an entire cob going into a baby Samson's throat. He does seem to be turning blue, purple, gray. He is turning many different colors now. Someone does anyone know the Heimlich? Uh, and it looks like uh, since baby James was the witness's choice to win, they have now jumped on his stomach and forcefully dislodged the cob. From his throat. Meanwhile, oh. in the back of the stage, Sally Jane Sampson has taken down Nadia, and they seem to be calming a bit. I don't think anyone knows uh, what this means, um, so uh, I, I'm not sure what Agatha and the witnesses' decision is going to be. Agatha appears to be standing up. And uh, she says it's over. She says a decision will not be made. Uh, <gasps> that they are reconvening to uh, to to go back to the scrying pool. 
and determine uh, at a later date. Unbelievable. After 10 years of anticipation, we will have to wait yet again to find out who the next little mystery cornhole is. And that sound means it's time for time, weather, and community announcements. It is 55 degrees in Yolkenbeckian Fahrenheit, and it is February 27th, the day of the Little Miss Cornhole pageant. In community announcements, Yolkenbeckers can vote in an upcoming referendum this Tuesday to determine whether or not five-stack bunk beds should be banned on the island or be made mandatory. The Yolkenbeck Hospital's natal ward is hosting a premilition derby this Saturday at the 4-H horse track. All comebackers in possession of tiny helmets or roll-caged remote-controlled cars are encouraged to donate. All proceeds from the event will go toward diapers and care packages for new moms. The Yolkenbeck Fishmongers Guild would like to kindly remind everyone that, though hearty and delicious, the freshwater mussels found near the shores of Bebe Street cause potent bloating, tummy rumbles, and squirty farts. Romaine butter salad days, cabbage boss and bib salad days, iceberg and Dave salad days, salad days at Let Us Serve every Wednesday in March. Bessie Truesdale invites everyone to come on down to Let Us Serve for salad days, where all salads are 25% off. Yolkenbach Clocks Incorporated wished to make a public apology to their shareholders who invested heavily after an enthusiastic call at the beginning of the fiscal year. There was a misunderstanding as to the meaning of TikTok trends. The Yolkenbach Fishmongers Guild would also like to kindly remind everyone that the freshwater mussels on the opposite side of the island are in fact natural aphrodisiacs, pain relievers, and small and compact enough to be festive, novel party favors. Signing off from our special coverage of the Little Mystery Cornhole Competition, remember, this is this is y'all come back. This is Yolkenbach is an improvised podcast performed by Corey Collins, Josiah Knight, and Cameron Lindsay. Music written and performed by Caleb Ritchie. Check out his music at Caleb Ritchie Music on Facebook. Our cover art was done by Pip Lloyd. You can find Pip and their work on Twitter with the username at underscore proto Pip. Eager for more This is Yolkenbach or have a community announcement that you'd like to be read on the show? Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pod on Twitter and This is Yolkenbach on Instagram. On today's episode, Sally Jane Sampson was played by Molly LeFavors. Nadia Corona was played by Chloe King. And Baby James Sampson was played by Hugo Gutierrez. Our email is yolkenbachpodcast at gmail.com. That's Y-A-L-L-C-O-M-E-B-A-C-K podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to support This Is Y'all Come Back, you can support us on Patreon, where we are always eager to hear your suggestions for new content and ways that we can engage with our listeners. If you like what you heard here, please hit subscribe so that you can get the newest episode in your feed every week. And while you're at it, leave a five-star review. Finally, share the show with your friends. Just like the people of Yolkenbach, we are looking to grow, and we would love to welcome more folks into our community. Thanks for listening. 